Contact Apollo today for all your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing needs. Apollo was rated number one again last year and has been delivering the best customer service in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Visit callapollo.com and schedule your appointment today. Whoa, Des, your husband just sang at Paisley Park. Oh, my gosh, I've never been more into my husband (laughs) as I am right now. Yeah, it took a lot. Yeah, right. (laughs) You could have been opening a can at home, and you were like, oh, my God, I love him. (laughs) Uh, He sang in the house that Prince built. All right. Crisco, Des, Ryan, and Pridge. Is that what we're calling him? Yeah, Pridge. Or or Purple Pidge. Purple Pidge. We are live at Paisley Park for our second podcast on the road. This is so cool. We've uh, upgraded big time. We're at Paisley Park today. (laughs) We really have. And it's been a long time since anybody asked us to be out. So this feels really good. Yeah, this is special. And uh, for the occasion, Devin dressed up as Prince. Not only did he dress up as Prince. Check that out. Baby, he drove to Paisley Park dressed as Prince, yeah, and confused the security guard. <laughs> what did he say when you pulled up with Madonna gloves on and uh, a purple uh, suit? He just stared at me, and then I was like, "Hi, I'm I'm the producer," and he goes, "You?" <laughs> yeah, we right. asked ourselves that. I love that you said started with P, and he's like, "No, <laughs> oh, producer, okay." <laughs> yeah, and um. He goes, what's your name? Just double check. And I said, Devin. Devin Marshall. And then he goes, okay, so what you're going to do is. <laughs> He's like, you He's are like, not I'm on the list. I'm not messing with this guy. No, no way. No, uh, It is quite the little number you have. Um, I mean, you really did go all prints. And people are commenting on how good you look in high heels. Thank you. And I just yeah. said as we walked up here, I'm starting to really dig these. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I like a nice them. lift never hurt anybody. <laughs> I like the sound they make when, when you walk. walk Prince was on to something, huh? Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. That's oh, aggressive. Well, we are joined by a live audience of dedicated and loyal podcast listeners. Let's hear from all of you. How cool. These people regularly listen to this hot mess every day, and, and then they took time off from work to show up to be here. How amazing is this? Don't oversell us. It's because we're in Prince's home. Yeah. That's true. If yeah. we were at like a Perkins, they'd be like, mm, that, oh, I don't know. Mm, maybe. <laughs> it depends on the special <laughs> that day. How many of you have been to Paisley Park before? Okay, just a few of you. So this is your first time here. How amazing. Uh, several of you have said the same thing. You can feel Prince's presence here, which yeah. is amazing. Um, you walk in the doors, and all of a sudden you know you're in a special place. Oh, it, it's just incredible to walk through those doors and to be in here and just to know all of the songs that he created, all the magic, the musical moments, all happened here. Well, and uh, no one better than Mitch McGuire to tell us some of the background uh, here at Paisley Park. He's the, uh, well, the managing director. Mitch, thank you for joining us. This is awesome. Well, we're super happy to have you here and just actually wanted to say thank you to all of you for doing what you do, entertaining and motivating us on a daily basis in the Twin Cities and beyond. Oh, thank you, Mitch. That's awesome. Um, you are seated next to one of the artifacts we're going to cover uh, during this podcast. We're going to post photos of this on our social media so you can see it. If you're listening right now going, hmm, well, um, wondering what that looks like, <laughs> we'll post a photo. Can you give us a background on this? So, you know, Prince was one of those artists who um, was influential in nearly every way imaginable. 
course, we know about the music, but his overall fashion aesthetic is another example of that. So when you look at this piece in particular, this was uh, a wardrobe piece that was designed for him for the Purple Rain tour. Oh. Um, so oh. a woman by the name of Marie France and then a couple of other gentlemen, uh, Louis Wells and uh, Von Terry, really put together this piece. But when you look at it, you'll see the ruffled shirt, which obviously inspired Devin. <laughs> um, the sort of streamlined look when you're Prince, it's not enough just to have a pair of pants that match your jacket. You've got to have a pair of high-heeled boots that match the whole ensemble. Oh, man. And it's really a, sort of an inspiration from that Baroque 17th century era where royalty would often wear something similar to this. And, of course, we knew he was Prince, the one and only. So how tall was he? I don't even know. So he, he wasn't a, a, an extremely tall individual, pretty petite, <laughs> uh, probably around 5'2", five, 5'3", but a giant on the stage. No kidding. This didn't matter. He would fill up the largest arenas around the world. Those are the tiniest pants. <laughs> they really are. What did he get to with the lifts on? Was he like 5'5", five, 5'6"? Five, five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably about that. Usually okay. a typically, you know, three and a quarter inch heel or so. Okay. Jeez. How long have you been with Paisley Park? So I was one of those individuals who was coming out here to Paisley to see Prince do his thing whenever I could. For me, you know, Prince was always the single most influential artist in my life, so I was really lucky to be able to have those experiences. When I realized that they were going to turn Paisley into a museum, I knew that if I could try to, to contribute in some way, that was something I wanted to do. So I started as a part-time tour guide and was just fortunate enough to be given a, a series of other opportunities, and now I'm sitting here with you today. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. Did you ever meet him while he was alive? So, you know, when you would come to these events and, you know, they were unlike anything you'd ever been a part of before. I don't know if those of you who've been here before saw him here at Paisley, but those arena shows were amazing. Yeah. But to see him perform at Paisley Park, especially in a room as intimate as this, he'd be right here where we all are on this stage, oh. and you'd actually be closer in the front row than you are right now. You'd be right here at the edge of the stage. He'd be three feet in front of you, you know, doing all of those things that we had watched him do our entire lives. And for us in that moment, it was about the, the art. And he wasn't the type of guy who would, you know, sit down and have a conversation with you, typically. Um, and I can only speak for myself, but for me, that was enough. I didn't need that. I was just a part of a really special moment. And the accessibility that we had as folks who lived here in this community to his genius is something you won't find anywhere else on the planet. Yeah, wow, well, that's awesome. Uh, of course, he's known for the symbol, uh, which is on the mic stand over here. I don't think a lot of people really know the backstory on how that came to be. I think you're right about that. So typically, when you would roll in here on a night, which you were hoping Prince was going to perform. If that symbol mic was on this stage, it was usually a pretty good indication that you were going to get something pretty special. Uh, but to your point about the symbol itself, for Prince, really, I would say in and about 1993, he was feeling increasingly enslaved, his words, as it relates to his recording contract that he had with Warner Brothers and the publishing arm of that agreement, Warner Chapel. He really looked at them as unnecessary middlemen in terms of being able to create music and hand it over directly to his fan base. Uh, Prince, one time, he said, you know, look, if I want bread, I just go right to the baker. It's been baked fresh, handled by the least amount of hands as possible. He looked at his music in the same way. He just wanted to create it and give it to his fans, but it's not the way those contracts were structured. So he decides, you know, look, if you own my master recordings, you own my publishing rights, you essentially own my name, Prince, I'm just going to stop being Prince altogether. That's when he adopts this symbol, which you can't even pronounce because it doesn't have a name, but it's essentially the combination of a me, uh, female and male astrological sign with some other artistic liberties thrown in there. But he now adopts that as his identity. He starts handing music over to Warner Brothers as a, at a serious clip to get out from underneath that contract. 
But it wasn't until December 31st of 1999 huh? that his publishing arm of that agreement with Warner Tra uh, Chapel expires. So at this point, he hosts a press conference in New York City in the spring of 2000 where he announces to the world he's now a fully emancipated artist. He's reclaiming his name from birth. He will no longer be known exclusively as this symbol. And from that point forward, he really paved the way for so many other artists. The takeaway message was that if you own your master recordings, you own your publishing rights, you now own your own professional destiny for better or worse. So Taylor Swift's of the world, they're a good example of what he went through during that really about seven year period. So really that kind of explains the song 1999. Is that, is that connected? You know, it could be. I think the one guy who could answer that question for us is not here. But one of the things I'll say about Prince, again, going back to how he influenced so many people in so many different ways, he was always about five or ten steps ahead of the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just now, I think, catching up to him. So I think in a lot of ways he had a sense of what was going on in, you know, 1999, year 2000. Sure. And that was part of it. Wow. It is incredible. I mean, I saw him only at the big arena shows, but I saw him in the 90s. I saw him multiple times, early 2000. I feel like I got to see a a bunch of different almost versions of Prince and I remember the tour when he was the symbol and I was like man I feel like I am experiencing something very different here and then when he did the shows at XL and he did the three nights in a row I was there every single <laughs> night I was not about to miss it and two of those shows I was up in the nosebleed section but I was there and I knew I was like a part of history for sure uh, those arena shows were fantastic yeah. Those after shows were, were just different in a, yeah. in, a, in a way that's hard to describe, but you were just going to get a show out of him in those smaller clubs that you didn't get in the big arena shows. But I think one of the things I love about him, to your point, was that he evolved in so many ways, not only stylistically, but musically. And so no matter what your, your musical genre taste is at the end of the day, if you spend enough time with Prince's catalog, I promise you, <laughs> you'll find something that resonates with you because he was just that prolific. And he would stretch himself musically in a way that just, um, you know, made it made his collection of music very eclectic. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, for people who've never had a tour of Paisley Park, it's one of those must-dos. You know, I'm sure people in um, Memphis don't go to Graceland probably as much as they should. You know, if we live here in the Twin Cities, we should check out Paisley Park. It's in our own backyard. And you can learn all those little nuggets. I've done the tour. It's so cool. All the little details. I love that his desk and office is the way he left it before he died. Um, definitely get your tickets. Do that. And our listeners are going to have the soundstage experience after this podcast today. So we'll invite you back for more on that. Sounds great. Happy to do that. Okay. Mitch McGuire, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you so much. What an experience. Um, it's just so cool to be here and to have a producer dressed as Prince makes it extra special. And I don't know if you'd make it as a tour guide, but you know, maybe that's your calling. He would. He just wouldn't remember all the No, details. we're actually asking if he can. <laughs> do you guys have a spot for him? Or <laughs> we're just offering. Oh, boy. Okay, so um, other things going on. It's a traditional after-hours podcast, so this is where we get to dig a little deeper into things that uh, maybe we don't talk about on the show, like what you have planned for Hutch's birthday. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I have planned for Hutch's birthday. Yeah, I yeah. love that you reluctantly agreed to take Hutch out for his birthday. What is it that you have against him? I don't have anything against Hutch. I think no, the better question everything. would be back to you, what you have against Hutch, why you'd want him to spend a Saturday night with me. Well, I feel like a man who is now divorced, yep. he's very lonely, yep. very few friends, mm -hmm. and you're going to be with him at the casino. Why wouldn't you take him to dinner? 
Right? Yeah. Right. Thank you. Hutch okay. could use a friend, and I think on his birthday weekend, what else do you have going on? Does I, your mom need her feet rubbed? Yes. You know I don't do that on the weekends. That's just a weekday <laughs> thing, okay? Don't make it weird. I am going to be at, uh, at the casino no matter what, but I was just going to go do my own thing. And one, wouldn't you know, once Ryan knew he wasn't going to be at the casino... He then made plans with me to bring Hutch out for dinner and then wouldn't stop bringing it up over and over again to the point where Hutch <laughs> confronted me yesterday and was like, you were with him. Don't act surprised. You drug him into the studio. And he came what? in and he's like, are we going to dinner or not? So then I have a, a lovely reservation at 7 o'clock on Saturday. That's great. Yeah, what I a good like guy you are. That's nice. This can go towards my volunteer hours. For whatever that is, I think I can do that, and I'm pretty happy with it. That's great. So He's wondering if uh, you're going to bring a gift. The gift is me being there. No. Oh. No, that, only, why did return. one person chuckle? They're like, oh, good one. Gift receipt, please. Thank you. Okay. At least you get it. Oh, I mean, no, I get it. Get him a little something here at Paisley Park, one of the shirts. He would, oh, what a trinket. They don't have him. our size here. Uh, yeah. Trust me. I've looked. I, I'm not going to be able oh. to bring It's going to be a belly shirt, and it's going to be rude. Sew it together. I, no, believe me. As somebody who's had to do that, <laughs> not a fun time. I mean, oof. Fine, make a card. Do something. I, I, I'll buy him dinner. Is that fine? Okay, fine. Here's what we'll do. Des and I will go in on a bouquet of roses and mm-hmm. have it waiting at the table. Oh, and a bottle of champs. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. You no, know what? I do need the champs for that, for that night. Don't touch me. Two sex on the Stop beaches. <laughs> Romantic night for two dudes. Yeah, well, you're a guy who loves a good sex on the beach. And I so do. Hutch. The drink. Yeah. <laughs> the drink. The other one's very sandy. It's just... Are you going to be his wingman and maybe, you know, get him a little uh, birthday action? I think if I go with the really, like, like sad puppy in, like, a, a commercial avenue, I think I could get it. Like, if I'm like, look at this guy. Come on, ladies. Don't you want to make out with him? He's at rock bottom. <laughs> He's, he's lower than me. He had to force me to dinner with him. I don't I don't know. I feel the, as though he gets plenty of action. Mm, I've he talked to some of the girls who went on dates with him. Did you hear on Secrets this morning someone texted in that they want to make babies with Hutch? Are, we you're were, not here, are you? <laughs> Could you imagine? Are you? They just sneak out the back. They're like, nope, not me. We were all collectively shocked by that secret. But, you know, it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, you think it's weird. Hutch got the number. Hutch is like, got it and saved. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, this is something else that we were all surprised to hear, that Devin is a budding songwriter. Did anyone guess that from Pidge? I mean, oh, somebody did. Okay. Um we we now have some lyrics uh, from some songs that Pidge wrote. You wrote this, honest to God. Yeah, a long time ago. But uh, when yeah. you were living in the shed, when I was in the shed, okay. um, yeah, I'd spend many nights in the shed, long nights. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'd get in there and then I'd watch, um, honestly, tons of Prince videos and a sure. lot of Prince interviews. He has a great Larry King interview. Um, but that would get me, you know, going and, and inspired, I guess oh. would be the word. Okay. Prince has asked you to not compare these lyrics to his. Okay. Yeah, we don't anyway. know yet. We, we don't, don't know, know yet. Oh. Yeah, this is- who would like to hear Crisco do a dramatic interpretation of Prince's songs? That's what I thought. Now, who would like it better if we have him do it as Pidge with his... Of course. <laughs> oh, now you get to see what it looks like. When yes, and how it. it's hard to breathe because I have to plug my nose to be Pidge. Okay. I, I've never done this with a microphone. Um, yes, can yeah. you please? I need you to be my soundboard. Don't do all of this. Oh, God, no. 
a broken soul who's walked alone. No, you have to introduce yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Who do we have on the show? Welcome to our podcast live from Paisley Park. Who is this? My name is Binge. I'm the producer of the KS95 Morning Show. Um, I like boobs and I like money. And I am very excited to be here at Paisley Park. Oh, it's good to have you. I hear you're a budding songwriter. Let's uh, hear some of your lyrics. Maybe we'll sign you. Yeah, this could be a real big deal for me. I need more pickles. A broken soul who's walked alone since he was eight years old. A golden heart that's warm and torn, but blood that's ice cold. That's deep. Thank you. You could tell I was in a in a shed by myself, right? I can tell. Yeah, really I emotional. Tell. Waiting for an angel to come take his hand, wrap him up, and fly him to the promised land. Now he understands that it takes some time, but sometimes he wonders if he runs out of time. Oh. I was really in it. It was a clock in front of me. So I just kept seeing time over and over again, so I went with this it. This song sounds like you're begging for help. Yeah. Do you it's a need- cry for help. How did you know the song title? It's actually called Cry for Help. Is anybody out there? I feel like your ja- your voice is changing. I, uh, my nose got up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he knew how to make it right. It was right there in sight, inside of him, excited, decided to incite a riot and fight in it. It sounds like a tongue twister. <laughs> sure is. Imagine trying to read it. Did you pre-read no, this? No, I sure didn't. I, I wrote it. That's why would oh, I need to pre-read it. No one can silence him instead to lighten and lighten them. But if it sounds like I'm eight mile now from <laughs> but he Could frightens, you try rapping maybe? No one can silence him instead to lighten and lighten them. But he frightens them because there's a fright in him. He'll fight in the face to the fury of a thousand men or fights the heart of a thousand mighty men. Pitch, everyone. Wow. Oh. How did that not get picked up? He hasn't tried yet. No, I think, I mean, we can get him back up here. Mitch, we got a, got a big one here. This Plenty is more of those. No, it's, I think you could have made it. That oh, yeah. was, you, I'm glad you got out of the shed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. What if he's the next Louis Capaldi? That's what it sounds like. It's I very sad. It. My God. No, it's like, Louis Capaldi. It's <laughs> That's super, it's, super depressing, really. Yeah. I mean. Huh. Well, I think we need to kind of lift people's spirits and maybe yeah. do a dramatic interpretation of a song that I know you all love. Yeah. Please sing along with me if you know this one. <laughs> here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Men. Men. Okay then, chillin', chillin', minded my business. Yo, Salt, I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stared, my niece, my witness. The brother had it going on with some kind of, ooh, wicked... Wicked. Had to kick it. I'm not shy, so I asked for thy digits. A ho, no, that don't make me. See what I want? Slip, slide to it swiftly. (laughs) Felt it in my hips, so I dipped back to my bag of tricks. Then I flipped for a tip. Make me want to do tricks for him. Lick him like a lollipop. Should be licked. Came to my senses, and I chilled for a bit. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do. So well, it's a spell hell. Makes me want to shoop, shoop, shoop. Shoop! Shoop! Yes! It makes me want to shoop, too. Well, I mean, you could have a hit song like that that's like a, a greatest hit. Or, or severe pain, souvenir <laughs> shame, seared in my brain, since an early age, carrying a suitcase with me to this day, oh. emotional baggage, pack, package stowed away, set to explode any day, irrational savage, that's clearly <laughs> Don't laugh. I might cry. This was years ago. This was years ago, right? 
You didn't write this this weekend, did you? No, he still carries a suitcase with him everywhere he, he does. goes. I mean, I feel oh. like this is more just a life story. More of a hotel song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got the suitcase. Oh, oh Devin. Oh, wow. we got to pick it up, perk it up a little bit. We're yeah. working on a new one. That was one of like the brighter songs. I Holy There's God. much more aggressive ones. Wow. Is there anything wow. sharp we need to take off the stage? I'll bring him home today. You bring him oh, home. Really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> now we all have a very special treat for you. This is lovely. I can't believe she's willing to do this for us. But uh, would anyone love a rousing round of You Laugh, You Lose? Animal jokes edition. Oh. Stop, seriously. Wow. Stop. I know I said like ten times this week, like, what should we do on the podcast? I'm like, you know what? I could whip up a light round of you laugh, you lose. Animal focused, of course. And they're like, All right, so what could we do on the Anything Finally. else? Okay, remember, this is you laugh, you lose. So um I mean it better be crickets in here. Like, so can I laugh? No. I can't laugh. no. <laughs> Not nobody can laugh. You gotta make it through. <laughs> More jokes. That's what you win. All right, guys. Hooey. Let's do this. Things aren't funny. Cats that get dressed up aren't funny. None of these things She's are funny. She's setting herself up. Here we go. Where do mice park their boats? At the Hickory Dickory Docks, of course. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. count. That was a I trial. can't believe you failed on joke one on your first joke. I looked at you. It's not even funny. <laughs> Hickory dickory doc. Okay. Oh, now that wow. was a tester. I was making sure they tester. weren't going to laugh. Here we go. Wow. Dogs can't operate an MRI machine, right? But cats can. I heard a little noise over there. No, they wanted to leave. They were actually going to their car. Guys, what's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Oh, it hurts. Okay, I can do it. I believe the main difference. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you hear? Oh, no. Okay. You That's usually this. only this before she urinates. Be a I believe the main difference is that one will see you later and the other will see you in a little while, but I could be wrong. I am not a zoologist. Wow. Wow. That really got you going. And, and wow. it came with this little meme of two crocodiles, like a crocodile and an alligator. And I'm like, what oh. is the difference? And I'm like, oh. you're right. One will see in a little while and the other one after. Desplaining a joke is never a good sign for the joke. Okay. Do you think your husband uh, is like questioning his marriage right now? Yes. I mean, no. No, you get it because it's in a little while, crocodile. You I get the joke from being a kid? I, it took me a minute. I stared at that meme for 14 seconds. Oh, God. No, I, I told him that last night, and he goes, that's funny. Oh, oh these have been vetted by Taylor. You, well, not all. That's worse yet. You just know he one. just tunes her out. That's great, honey. Very funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Why did the chicken go to KFC? He wanted to see the chicken strip. Ryan? I should never look at Ryan, because he's like, these aren't funny. And then he's like. Because they were laughing at you. <sighs> oh, we just got an alarm going. Is off. that like get it, off the stage? It's no, the wrap up okay. music. No, that was not my phone. There are ten cats. They're all on a boat. One jumped off. How many were left? Come None. On. They were all copycats. Zero cats on the. Wow. 
And she wanted to do this at Prince's house. Right, at Prince's house. And we asked for crickets, and they've been so great at it. <laughs> they've been so great they've at not won. laughing. <laughs> they've been like, we, no, this is easy. How do spiders communicate? Oh, God. Oh, we're still going. Through the World Wide Web. <laughs> Oh, and what no, do you call baby. two octopuses that look exactly yes, everybody. the same? Identical. Identical, of course. And Your biggest cheering section is, is they're cheering you off. Why did the chicken disappoint its mother? <laughs> he wasn't all he was cracked up to be. Thank you very much. Security. So security. Much. Security. This woman right here, she stole a souvenir. I saw her do it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, my God, Dad. That was horrible. I got to remember that alligator crocodile one. We can wrap up the wrap up music. <laughs> no, it's just going to play. We're going to let that go. Does it, like, run that's, its course? That's how bad you were. The wrap up music's like, no, we need to prove a point. We need to prove a point. You need to be done. Oh. The one about the cat stand had a cute little picture oh, of a cat that was a doctor. I was dying. I forgot. I forgot you had buttons here. I thought the guy up there running the mics is like, enough. Enough. Let's wrap this up. I don't blame him one bit. Maybe we should wrap it up. Oh, my God. Boy, how much? Okay. Huh? Is that like, oh, my God, it's Prince. He's He's like, like, please, stop. If I have to play this damn music myself, I will play it if she talks about another animal in a funny way. They all got to go. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, thank you for that, Des. You're welcome. So we've hit rock bottom. So how does it feel? <laughs> you wanted to thank her for that? <laughs> for hitting rock bottom. Hey, at least it was you and not me or Pidge. Yeah. Feels pretty good to hit it here. Yeah. 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 It's a good, it's a good spot. And feels I'm sitting great next not to, to get the rap up music played on me. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, honey, just tell one story. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ta-da. Oh, okay. Now we can, we can end on that, right, Des? Right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. nope, nope. Now that doesn't want to work. <laughs> Oh boy, this is fun. Oh no. After hours podcast. It is over because it sucks. Nice. <laughs> totally nailed it. Chris go does in Ryan. Chris go does in Ryan. Chris go does in Ryan. The after hours podcast. Make sure you download Pod MN because while you're listening to your favorite locally made podcasts like ours, of course, you could win gift cards to restaurants, some cool experiences. It's all at Pod MN. You've been listening to Chris Godez and Ryan. After hours. Okay, we're going to bring Mitch up and he's going to explain the uh, soundstage experience so you know what this is all about. This is so cool. Okay. So give it up for these folks one more time. Thank you. Thank you for being here. What could be germier than a bathroom doorknob? Try unclean countertops, TV remotes, fridge handles, gaming controls, and all kinds of things around the house. Help your family stay happy, healthy, and uninterrupted by illness this year with Clorox disinfecting wipes, Clorox bleach, and Clorox disinfecting mist. They kill 99.9% of cold and flu viruses on hard, non-porous surfaces when used as directed. So get germs out of the way and get on with your day with Clorox. You're unstoppable when you start clean. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.